1: Back around Memorial Day, Michelle Smallman was here and Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com and ESPN joined us and the Cardinals were three, four games behind the Brewers in the division and Jesse Rogers came on and said the Cardinals are going to win the division and it's not even going to be close and Jesse Rogers now towards the end of the season joins us here on 101 ESPN and we want to have him on not only to talk about his great piece about Goldie and Arenado but to congratulate him on that prediction. Jesse, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm doing well, doing fine. How about you guys? Good.
1: And obviously the Cardinals' addition of starting pitching helped them out, but this is, and historically, since 2000, it's just a group that's done a really good job of building a unit, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, this organization has really done a good job. I know everybody wants World Series appearances, but for the most part, if you're playing meaningful games every single September, that's pretty good. And then many, many Octobers as well um, – I didn't expect the performance by Albert Pujols, and I still thought they'd win the division. Now you had Pujols, now you had the second half by Jordan Montgomery, and and it's it's a pretty good run, pretty good team. Um, Not necessarily know if they can go all the way, but they're in the mix. That's all you can ask for. And and they performed as expected in my mind. You've got MVP candidates, and you've got uh, good role players. It's been a good Good season, great season for the St. Louis Cardinals. Hey, Jesse, Goldie had a uh, a pretty slow September, uh, batted 241, OPS of 724, and only two home runs. Is he still your your lead candidate for, for MVP, or was anyone able to close that gap? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. I, I think the gap's closed a little bit. Um, if you want to, if you're a West Coast observer and you want to say, look, Fernando Tatis missed the year, Juan Soto hasn't been great, and Manny Machado has really carried the Padres. You might go in that direction. Um, you could make a case for Freddie Freeman, though that team is so stacked. I still think it's Goldschmidt's to lose. If he somehow pushes his OPS over 1,000 and he's the only one over 1,000, I think that seals the deal. I think he's at 988. Not that that's the end-all, be-all. Him and Arenado have the top two wars you know, around any of those MVP candidates. So I definitely think it's his to lose. We only have a few days left. I expect him to win it. Maybe it won't be the landslide it would have been two months ago. But yes, I, th- I think he's still going to win it.
1: Jesse, a great piece at ESPN.com about Goldie and Arenado, and it really has been fun to watch these two veteran guys experience the joy that they have experienced this season. Arenado winning his first division, Goldie having the year that uh, he's had, and as you note in the in the piece, they've really become good close friends.
0: Yeah, it, they have, and I think part of it is you know being teammates now for a few years, knowing each other from Team USA, but the the part I wanted to stress in the piece is, look, you, you can get along with the 25th guy in the roster as a star, but that doesn't mean each other knows what they're going through, especially from the 25th man to the star, right? There's a different pressure. There's a different um, attention that's put on that star player. But between star players with massive contracts, there's an unspoken language. In fact, they say they speak the same language. It's both spoken and unspoken they sort of understand what each other is going through and they can be there for each other a little different than maybe the, the 25th or 26th man on the roster. And I think, you know, last year when one was down, the other was up when one, when the other was down, the other was up. And they were there for each other this year. It's just come together together and it's been fun for them. They don't have to talk so much about the struggles. It's it's about the successes, but of course, even within the successes, there's struggles, I, I, and I've seen this phenomenon before. I remember, covering um hockey Patrick Kane and and, and Jonathan Taves of the Blackhawks they signed exactly the same contracts on exactly the same day and they had the, a press conference together and they talked about the ease of the negotiations because they did it kind of together and they, even that press conference that day and it reminded me and I've seen this with stars before how they can rely on each other um even with the media and I think that's happened with with Arenado and 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 Gold, Goldie, you know, just even splitting the attention with the media and the fans is helpful, takes the pressure off each other. So I, I'm not surprised they become good friends because they are similar players in similar points of their careers. Hey, Jess, I want to sh- shift gears a little bit. And we had Greg Amzing on from MLB Network yesterday, and he debated that what Aaron Judge is doing, should he get to 62, should maybe be, may be considered the all-time home run record in in comparison to the other guys who we all assume are new that use PEDs. What are your thoughts on that, and, and how do you feel about that? I don't have anybody thinking of it that way. I mean, it, 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 you could say that Bonds is the home run king that during the steroid era, and you could say Judge is the home run king king during the – what we hope is the clean era, right? I, I, You can have both thoughts in your head. I get the people that want to say 62, he'll have the, 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 the real record. I get that. And people that want to say Hank Aaron has the real record, but unless they erase those other numbers from the record books, they're there. That happened. We were there. We were alive for it. So you just have to have mutual thoughts in your head that, that one did it clean and one did it with a little help, just like a lot of people did during that era. We could, it was, take blame out, whatever, and just say it's just it was two different eras. One was done with help, and one was done clean. And if you want to believe Judge is the true home run king, that's fine. What you got to love about Judge's season is that it is just dwarfing everyone else, which was you know different during the steroid era. Sammy Sosa was hitting sixty home runs three years in a, I think in a row, and 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 now Judge's got twenty more than Kyle Schwarber, who's next on the list. So that's why you might consider it the greatest season of all time. He's doing it, we think, clean, and he's doing it so much more, uh, more dominant than anyone that's right behind him.
1: Hey, Jesse, one more thing from me, and that's in regards to the first round of the playoffs. The Cardinals will play at home starting a week from today, and it'll be against either the Padres, the Phillies, or the Brewers. If you put yourself in the Cardinals' position, is there one of those teams that's a better matchup?
0: Yeah, I think there is. I, I, probably not the Phillies, not that they're very dangerous right now, but the Phillies at their best have good starting pitching and have home run hitters. And that can win you a best of three. Okay. They don't have the best bullpen, but you know, if Aaron Nola or Wheeler, one of these guys goes seven or eight, you don't have to worry about your, your bullpen too much. And they have, they have boppers and that can win you a best of three. So even as bad as the Phillies are playing right now, I probably would not want to play the Phillies. Um, I probably wouldn't, I'd probably match up, it's tough between Milwaukee. I don't love the Milwaukee team, but if Burns and Woodruff give you two great starts, all of a sudden you could be in trouble. I just and Milwaukee also hits home runs, so I guess if you think of it that way, the Padres, because Juan Soto isn't the most dangerous hitter in the league these days. Um, I I probably say the Padres. I, I I think they're they're starting pitching maybe on the road is a little bit vulnerable, and I still don't love their offense unless Soto and Machado really click together in a best of three. So it's close, but because Philly and Milwaukee hit home runs, I'd say the Padres a little bit more, especially in Bush Stadium.
1: And the Cardinals have a pretty good history against the Padres in the playoffs, too. So I'm with you there. Jesse Rogers, we recommend everybody go to ESPN.com and read the piece. Uh, Nolan Aranato, who would have ever thought that Nolan Aranato could be a bad cop? But it's well explained (laughs) in your piece. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the postseason, and hopefully during the postseason we'll talk to you. You got it anytime. Take care. Thank you, sir. Jesse Rogers, ESPN.com on 101 ESPN. He's one of the greats and one of the great insiders. And really, Carrie, nobody think back to the lockout. Nobody was getting better information during the lockout than Jesse Rogers. He is tied in in Major League Baseball. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety minded who watch everyone's backs.